Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast where we were welcomed to Heel Mania. It is lost in the mid card. Here we are after WrestleMania. We uh, got nights one and two out of the way, and a little bit of a rain delay, but uh, a decent night, two decent nights of action. So we are going to be here to talk about it. Our very first Thursday show in a while. I think we used to do Thursdays back in the day. Uh, we are back to Thursdays. Fresh off of what was a damn good AEW Dynamite. Maybe one of the better ones ever. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about NXT's debut on Tuesday. We'll talk about Raw after Mania, which sucked a fat dick. That, that's putting it nicely, I guess. Uh, we will talk about all of that and some headlines but first thank you to spiderduck.net for being our host enabling us to be on itunes spotify and any of your favorite podcasting apps all you got to do is search for lost the midcard hit that subscribe button that we know every time a new episode comes your way now on every thursday uh but it's nice to subscribe because sometimes we'll come at you with a, a different day so at least you'll know uh when you'll be notified when a new episode comes around also we're on the youtube for the video version of this podcast and the link to that is on our facebook page go to the pin post at facebook.com slash lost in the mid card or go to our pinned tweet on twitter at litmc podcast where we also share some tweets from the wrestling world I am your host, Jeremy Bennett. You can find me on the Twitter at JB Huskers. As always, my co-host, he is on the Twitter at Raw F Showtime. It is Mr. Matt Black. Matt, how you doing? Ooh, it's been a long 10 days, man. <laughs> How's it feel uh, working a Wednesday when you don't have to, two shows to worry about? Actually, there was a, there was a lot of news out today. I was I was busy almost all day. One one article after another. Did you um, have to do both shows at once, like when you were working? No, I I was on the AW Dynamite side of things, and there were others that were on the NXT side of things. Oh, like I would only have to write about something NXT related if literally nobody else was available to do it. They would just tell me what what happened and what I needed to what I needed to cover. I think I might have. I think I might have written about NXT on a Wednesday, maybe once or twice as it was going on. I was, I was always on the uh, AEW Dynamite duty, essentially. <laughs> Which you, you weren't complaining. Nope. I mean that's <laughs> that's the, that's the show I watch live. So now yep. I get to watch them both live. So yeah. Yep. Also, no complaints. It's a win for wrestling fans everywhere. Felt kind of weird not recording last night, but here we are. We'll get to NXT later. We'll get to WrestleMania in a little bit, but let's get to AEW because uh, that's fresh in our minds. We just watched it literally ended 30 minutes ago. So let's kick things off with AEW Dynamite. We kick things off with uh, the Young Bucks Death Triangle. Jesus Christ, Matt, what a way to kick things off, huh? This could have been the main event. 
Yeah, there's a few things that could have been. The main like event. I, I was gonna say, this could have been the main event. Jericho and uh, uh, and Dax, Dax could have been the main event. Um, this was like a AEW kind of gave us like a mini pay per view tonight. Well, and fuck, and the, the I think that was a pretty damn smart call to make. The card is stacked next week too. Yeah, I mean, well, you 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 have the fans for the first time. You want to bring them back next week. So, like, I feel like there's going to be a lot of new eyes on Dynamite for the first time tonight. And I, I, I really feel like they uh, feel like they really put their best foot forward. Yeah. In, in terms of showcasing their product and, and establishing their stars and letting a lot of people on the show in a lot of easy, quick ways. Yeah. Um. You know, just the mini the mini promo segments, and in the, in the couple they, they had a couple of squash matches, and they had some really good long matches, and like I just I felt like everything, everything just balanced really really well tonight. I thought I thought they did a fantastic job. The freshly heel young bucks, no, uh, uh, just as I said that oh. Uh, Whoever had to clean up all those dollar bills had to, or is probably happy now. And then, as soon as I I put that thought out on Twitter, all the streamers came shooting down. <laughs> I love I love seeing streamers again. I have not seen streamers in professional wrestling in a while. In what feels like forever. So just to see streamers, it kind of it oddly got me feeling a little bit nostalgic. Um, I I I I loved I loved the streamer thing. I thought it was great. Uh, prior to that, they showed uh, a promo where uh, MJF tried to buy off Mike Tyson. Didn't work. Um, because well, he can't keep his damn foot out of his own mouth. Right. He says stupid shit and then expects it not to bite him in the ass. And when you say stupid shit like that to fucking Mike Tyson, what the <laughs> fuck you think's gonna happen? Uh, I thought Tyson did pretty good with uh with his uh with his promos tonight. I yeah, I, I I thought he did uh, very good all night. Yeah, uh, we'll get to him as the special guest enforcer with Dax against Jericho later. Uh, but Young Bucks, um, I mean, Jesus Christ, this thing went. I would say uh, twenty five minutes, maybe it was thirty yeah, I, after. I don't it have was... a t- I don't have a timestamp or whatever, but it was. It, it was wasn't 30 a after sh- when it really wasn't a short match. No, it was 30 after when the match ended. I don't know if, with all the, the talking and entrances, it might've been 20, 22 minutes, but, uh, damn fucking great match. Pat Pac and, uh, pack, 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 pack. I'm, I'm starting to talk like, I'm starting to talk like Eddie Kingston now. Uh, who was not on the show this week. That was about the only negative that we could talk about. Dynamite was no Eddie Kingston. Uh, no Moxley either. Um, well, and, and look, unless it was going to be a backstage promo from Kingston, there was no reason for him to be on the show. Yeah. They, they established, you know, that he not only was he hurt, when he came out last week to try to save Mox from the Bucks and Kenny, he was limping out there. Like he came, he came out hurt and probably in storyline term, like re-injured himself trying to save Moxley from the from the elite beatdown. So like there there was really no reason for for Kingston to be on tonight's dynamite. And I, it, it made sense for him not to be there. 
I liked um, Matt with the uh, the heel nonchalant cover, and Jr. called it a half-assed cover. I loved it. I loved that uh, call, that pen. Fucking um, Young Bucks. Uh, uh, I, th- I think it was Nick with a slingshot Canadian destroyer. That looked fucking cool. And then Matt and Nick with uh, stereo poison ranas. Again, fucking cool. Um, well, and- one of the one one of them was. One of them was taking one. Yeah. <laughs> oh. One buck was delivering one, and the other one was taking one. Oh God, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> yeah, they were both on the outside, and they and the two guys looked at it. Looked at it. It was like I think it was, I think it was Phoenix looking at Nick. Yeah. And they both hit the poison ranas on Pack and uh, and uh, Matt. God, that shit was going so fast, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> by god there was a uh, lot there was a, there was a lot of stuff going on in that match man so. when, <laughs> when when Pac hit that black arrow and phoenix actually had blocked nick for a minute i thought that was it i was like whoa you know it wasn't an immediate tackle into the pile to break up the pen so I thought that was a great spot because he held like Phoenix held his ground for a, like two seconds, literally into the two count. And then they fell on top. I thought that was good. Cause I was like, Holy shit. Are they going to, they going to do this? Of course, Matt put the bug in my head that maybe Moxley would cost them the titles. Well, I felt the like, look last week. I felt that was the only possible way they could drop them. If they weren't going to, if Mox wasn't going to be on the show and he wasn't, there yeah. was no way they were losing those titles because it would have really taken it would have taken the immediate wind out of the sails of their heel turn. Yeah. You know, they, you know, your heels now, but you're lo- the first match you're losing the tag titles. Yeah, it made no I mean, sense. It, it, yeah. It, it would, it would not have, uh, it wouldn't have been good for, it wouldn't have been good for the box. It would have been best for business. Is that what you're trying to say? I don't think it would have been, uh, Nick with a dick move, pulling Phoenix's mask off and, and Matt, of course, Phoenix, uh, covering his face. So then he can't see the double super kick land and the Bucks retain. Yeah, he didn't even try to kick out. He was more concerned about covering his face. Yeah. Than than anything else. So I mean, it really it it protected Death Triangle tremendously. Yeah. yeah. Because it was cheap. Yeah. Cheap so, in a different way. Cheap in a way that it didn't necessarily cheat. Though uh, Excalibur expertly said in Mexico that's a disqualification. Um, but yeah. It, uh, though he didn't cheat, still dick move. And uh, there we go. Uh, all of a sudden, now Alex Marvez and Chris Jericho are best friends. I said it on Twitter. I go, I, I've missed babyface Chris Jericho. And then and in the same tweet, I say, I already missed healed Chris Jericho. <laughs> Just how good Chris Jericho is. Uh, speaking of Chris Jericho, how about that uh, Broken Skull session, man? That was... Uh, fucking tremendous to go through it was it was awesome the career of jericho and uh you know we also got a good 20 25 minutes to talk about aew a few minutes in the beginning and then maybe the last 15 minutes of the show about uh chris's uh, uh new japan and then aew run and so but then going just going through and there was stuff that they didn't even cover that i wish they would have but shit it was already a two-hour show yeah it was like a two and a half hour thing like They'd look, they could easily do another one, but I doubt Vince is going to be willing to, you know, to have him back for, for another one. They're lucky. They, they're lucky. They got the one they did. 
Never essentially. know. You never know. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, I, I, I was kind of disappointed they didn't talk about Jericho throwing HBK through the Jeratron. That feud was like one of the greatest feuds of that decade. Um, you know, talking about a couple other of Jericho's returns, uh, they talked about the second coming, which was uh, short hair uh, sequined vest Jericho. Um, th- you know, they didn't talk about the creepy vignettes, uh, which a lot of people thought were Undertaker at the time or Sting. A lot of people holding out hope for Sting at that point. Uh, didn't those creepy vignettes in the school, didn't that lead to uh, no talk Jericho? That that was that return, wasn't it, where he would just hype up the crowd, act like he's going to talk, and then leave? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And then, and then finally he spoke. And, I mean, here's the brilliance of Jericho. He is annoying the fuck out of you for three or four weeks without talking or cutting a promo after being gone for, I think he was gone at that point. I think he was gone 11 months, maybe nine. And then finally says at the Royal Rumble, you know, it's the end of the world as you know it. And the pop that he got for just speaking, it just shows to how, you know, it just everything that they talked about was just how brilliant, Jericho's been hence a 30 year career. Um, what, uh, anything specific, any stories, anything stood out to you, Matt? No, I just enjoyed the conversation. Yeah. Like what, what I was most interested in, and I don't mean to, I don't mean to take this as an insult to Austin and Jericho, but Austin and Jericho are very good in interviews, taking any story and making it about themselves. No matter who they're interviewing, they they love they uh, love to do that. They can't help themselves. I mean, so the, most... the fact that it was Austin and Jericho together, I was very interested to see how that dynamic would play off when they tried to do that back and forth with each other. Um, I very I, mean, I very much enjoy, I very much enjoyed it. I mean, one of the most beloved guys ever to in the PGA was Arnold Palmer, and he would do that all the time. So, you know, even the most beloved guys will, will still cut a promo on themselves. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else, but damn, that was good. I, I've missed the last few stone cold talks. So, but I was not missing that one for damn yeah, sure. You, honestly, you should go out of your way. You should go out of your way to watch them. I, they're all, they're all excellent. Yeah. Like yeah. the second one with the undertaker and the one with Orton and this one, like they've all been, just really, really good stuff. I think a lot of it is uh, uh, I would be gone on Sundays for a lot of the WWE pay-per-views, and so then I watch the pay-per-view on either late Sunday or Monday and then just never get get around to it. See, I, I knew I probably wouldn't be up for the Smoking Skull sessions afterwards, and I saw Peacock had it on there Saturday, Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I'm just watching this shit now. Yeah, like, I was I'm watching. On, like, I'm not even mine. I'm going to freaking take the chance. Yeah, I was watching the Masters, and I thought about putting it on, and it was about a little after four, and I'm like, oh, shit, I'll, it's going to run into the kickoff show, though I guaranteed probably wasn't going to miss anything on the kickoff show and pretty much was kind of right. Yeah, those back, kickoff shows were an utter waste of time. Back, at least they're only an hour each night. So Back to AEW. Um, Inner Circle cutting a promo with Alex Marvez. 
Tyson says he'll call it down the middle. He'll be firm but fair. Next up, uh, one of the uh, great few great feuds, not only in the women's division but in AEW, Red Velvet and Jade Cargill. Uh, Matt, I thought this was a very uh, entertaining, exciting match between these ladies, who I thought uh, did well, worked well together in the mixed tag match back a, f- a few weeks back. Uh, I thought this was uh, another uh, good showing from both ladies, Matt. Yeah, as I said on Twitter, I don't like Jade with a live mic, um, but she's been nothing but impressive in the ring Get her for, his, for as little time as she's been doing it. Yeah, she should be in Team Taz. You know, just just let Taz talk for her, that'd be fine. Um, but no, I, th- I thought the match was great. I thought I thought both of them, uh, I think they work really well together. Yeah. And I, I think this feud will benefit both of them, um, even though it's kind of a one-sided feud at the moment. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I kind of thought Red was going to win that. I I didn't because I feel like I don't know who they're going to have Jade lose to first, but it, it's it's evidently clear that the uh, that the push trains behind yeah Cargo. So see, and and I gotta I gotta get my head out of the WWE fifty fifty booking and get my head out of that ass because yeah, you know, it, look if, look if there's one thing AEW doesn't do very often is fifty fifty booking. Yeah. And honestly, I very much appreciate it because I, time I, I really, appreciate the wins and losses here. They, they really do truly matter. Sometimes. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. They matter more than WWE. Uh, sometimes the, the when people get title shots, you kind of question yourself at what, 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 why do these matter. Uh, well, mostly the only title they do that with is the TNT title. Hmm. And that's because the, the champion women. normally does it with the uh, – they normally have, like, the open – yeah, the well, open that, challenge type situation. Yeah, they've done it with the women's title too. It's a little and tag titles. They've done they've done it with about every title except the main title. Um, well, and that's the one that matters the most. Yeah. So, uh, I, I loved Britt Baker uh, talking about the speaking of the rankings. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I loved Britt Baker talking about them and how she should now be number two. I thought that would set up maybe a Brit and Ty match that I would really like, but then we find out that the championship matches next week between Sheeta and Ty Conchi and Jesus, that'll be good. Uh, and, the women, when, and when Ty loses, Brit's number one. Brit has the argument that she should be number one. So, uh, I mean, it all freaking works out. And don't get me wrong, I love Ty, but I just, I don't see her, I don't see her winning the title next week. No. But heck, I I would be pleasantly surprised to be wrong. So she, she is managed by negative one. So mm, you know he's a sneaky one. That negative one. I thought it was hilarious on Sammy's <laughs> vlog this week. They were like all going nuts with Cody's new jacket, and there's and negative one's just sitting there playing WWE 2K. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as he's having fun. Give me the views. I can't. I can't wait for the Karens to come out and say. Uh, 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 well, granted, I'm sure not many Karens watch Sammy's vlog, but I'm when sure negative, when negative, does. when negative one, um, what, what did you just say? Nobody does. I'm sure none of them do. Oh no, Karens. Do. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say he, he gets the views. Uh, I, I watch every single damn week. Like I'm the one that got you on the show. Yeah. No, you got me back. I had watched it a long time ago when AEW first started. Uh, and so maybe I might've got you on it and then you got me back. Uh, cause I, I had taken a break from it, but damn it. It's almost like BTE what it used to be. 
But now maybe we'll get the old BTE with the band back together, Matt. Who knows? And he cut a cow of a promo on BTE this oh, week. Oh, that was so good. Kind of wish they would have shown that on Dynamite tonight, right? to be perfectly honest. Maybe next it was, week. It was, it was that there was, good. There was no Kenny this week outside of the uh, the the um, the parking lot shot. So maybe next week they do that. That would make sense if they do. I need to like tweet that out. You know, put put that on the Twitter. AEW needs to show that Kenny Omega promo from BTE this week on next week's AEW Dynamite. All right. Hopefully one of you guys saw that. <laughs> Putting it out there in the universe, brother. Cutler. I guess he'd be probably be the most likely to see it. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if Cutler's a guy that monitors social media for them. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp had a great tweet. Uh, I think this was in talking about the Britt Baker thing. He's like, uh, he said, uh, Hikaru Shida should probably have more than two singles matches by tax day. Cause it said she was two and oh in 2020 at one. Jesus Christ. It's 21. 2020 did not continue. 2020 was deleted. We got the debut uh from the from the factory of anthony agogo uh the impressive boxer uh i i said on twitter i go the beginning of agogo's entrance music i feel like i should be laying on the couch smoking a joint and listening to some vinyl it was quite the uh the the smooth blues uh open for his man how about that punch to the gut just dropping that fucker like a fit like a rock and uh, <laughs> fucking good night uh there, there's a little squash match for you Squashy washy. Just dropped him like a sack of potatoes. Whatever you whatever you drop. <laughs> uh Dax with Cash and Jericho with Sammy. Tyson as a special enforcer. Uh damn, these two guys had a hell of a match, didn't they? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was crazy and AEW rific and everything that I enjoy about this crazy company. Yeah, I mean, just one-on-one, that was a great throwback match uh, between a veteran and a a throwback in his own right in Dax and a veteran in Jericho. And then, of course, uh, uh, all hell breaking loose uh, throughout the match. Uh, Tyson was great. Uh, Immediately stopped Jericho from using an illegal weapon, and which distracted him. did exactly what he said he was going to do. Which distracted him as a a dumb bit. Now Jericho's a dumb baby face, so he'll get the easy distraction. Uh, distracted by Tyson, and that allowed Dax to get the upper hand for a while. And Dax got uh, tried to use an, an illegal weapon, and uh, it got the same result. Uh, Cash sure ate a great punch from Tyson, didn't he? Yeah, he sold it like a million bucks. Fuck, man, that was great. That was great. After all that crazy shit, uh, Dax went for a powerbomb. Sammy got on the apron to distract him, and Jericho escapes and hits the Judas effect for the Uno Dos Trace in what was a goddamn good match between those two guys. Next up, 
Alex Marvez tried to interview the, uh, I don't know who these guys are now, the club, <laughs> the click, uh, Omega Bucks brothers and Callis. And uh, Callis said, yeah, Marvez, we don't need you. And uh, they cut a promo. And then uh, the Bucks act like they're going to super kick the cameraman like the old days. Instead, Don Callis gets his leg a foot up off the ground for that for a super kick. <laughs> That's about right, wasn't it, Matt? He got his foot about a foot off. He got his, his leg about a foot up the ground. Maybe. Uh, old pal Joel Holbert uh, from Fightful uh, put on on the Twitter after the Jericho match. Dax, the Axe Harwood versus the Mad King, Eddie Kingston. Hey, Tony Khan, thanks. And uh, I, I retweeted that with my stamp of approval. I would fucking love to see that match, please. Uh, uh, Callus, did he slap the leg there, Matt? Did he? I don't know. I wasn't paying enough attention to what Callus did. I think he. I think he slapped the leg. Man, I saw the funniest photo from WrestleMania weekend. It was, I think it was from WrestleMania weekend. I would just assume so. Uh, it had to have been. Hogan talking to Lillian Garcia and right that was, in, B, that was BB Rexa there. Oh, was that not Lil, I couldn't she's cut off. I couldn't tell. It looked like Lillian to me. Fuck. Uh, right in the right between them. Uh do not slap the leg while kicking. <laughs> Brother. I, I swear to God that I thought that was Lillian because well, you couldn't really see her anyways. Welcome back, Chris Statlander. After uh, several months away due to a torn ACL, she returns to action against the veteran Amber Nova. I like Amber Nova. Good to see her in AEW. Um, she's been in uh, basically every promotion you could think of. Uh, she's even had a, a, a an appearance here and there on NXT. So uh, good to see her in AEW. It would be good if maybe they uh, keep her around. Um, Statlander looked pretty damn good, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, impressive squash match. I mean, like, it was much like uh, a go-go earlier, but slightly more competitive. Yeah, a little bit more offense. Next up, we get uh, Christian Cage, who's going to set to make an open challenge. And uh, Tony Schiavone mentioning the first time he's gotten to interview Christian Cage. That's kind of cool to see see a legend interview a legend that you have not seen on camera before uh so cage is um cutting the promo when he's interrupted by taz and hook and will hobbs and uh, taz wants to know if he's in or out and uh christian says that uh, team taz is a dumpster fire and he's here to win championships and he says he's out and not before making some great digs at Taz, uh, saying that uh, it's a good thing Taz is uh, three steps up the ramp there so they could see each other eye to eye. And then, of course, got to get the old bingo hall shot in, don't we, Matt? I thought it was funny. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, Taz alluding that Edge carried Christian for all of his career. So. Good stuff to be had in that promo exchange between Christian and Taz. And then Will Hobbs uh, beating the hell out of Christian. Christian selling the hell out of it. Uh, good shit, pal. We uh, uh, then lead that up to a match between powerhouse Will Hobbs and Christian next week. 
So if I, if I remember seeing the graphic right, Matt, I think they changed their mind, and almost rightfully so. I think they're calling him Powerhouse Will Hobbs now instead of making Powerhouse his first name. <laughs> um, I don't I saw- recall. I would have to go back and look at it. Yeah, if I saw that graphic right, I want to think that it says Powerhouse Will Hobbs now, which I like better than just Powerhouse Hobbs, to be honest. Main event time on AEW. Main event time already. Man, it's hard to believe we uh, got nope. through this whole it show still already. Says Powerhouse Hobbs. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at the graphics for next week. Oh, okay. Um, main event time. Darby Allen, Matt Hardy for the TNT Championship. Uh, Matt Hardy wrestling, I think, two days after losing uh, losing his father. Matt and Jeff, condolences to thoughts with Matt and Jeff there for uh, um, on the loss of their father. Sure. Uh, this was a, a tremendous, literally hardcore TNT title match. I thought it was a... Uh, I, I, Again, sometimes uh, it's cool to have the locker room empty out with uh, everybody involved. I, you know, I get it didn't really take away for for me, Matt. But sometimes they just go to that well a little too often. Oh, the uh, it all made sense to me. You know, the the Hardy Office gimmick gets involved. The Hardy Office gimmicks feuding with uh, Dark Order. Sting comes out and gets involved because he's got Darby's back. You know, and all like all the interference made sense to me, especially in a pinfalls count anywhere match. Yeah, I mean, like it just seems like they just do this. Really expect anything else? It seems like they unload the locker room a little too often in Dynamite, though. I'd rather see friends coming out and helping friends than wondering why the hell this guy's getting beaten down and why he doesn't have any friends in the locker room. Yeah. So, like, I'd, I'd rather have people run out and get involved and, instead of me questioning why, you know, why is this person getting beat down four-on-one? Does he have absolutely no friends in the locker room at all? So, like, I, 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 I appreciate stuff like that. You know, it might it, some people might think it might be a little overdone at times, but I, I, think, it, it, I think it makes things more realistic. Um. Interesting development in that match. Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky looking like they were going to jump Sting. And Lance Archer makes the save. How about that? Uh, As uh, the dynamic between Archer and Sting continues to get interesting. Man, there were so many moves by Hardy that I thought that, that, that it was it. I couldn't believe Darby kicked out of some of that shit. Like, like the twist of fate with his chair, neck around that chair thought that was done the leg dropped through the table like how the you know i there's yeah, both both times i they 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 they, they sold me a ticket yeah on on the fact that the title might on the title might be changing hands so how the, how the fuck pheno- did phenomenal kick, job how the hell did he kick out of that man darby allen's the one that will not die no kidding and then darby allen with a insane coffin drop off of uh uh basically a a, a, a truss uh, the set with us that holds the setup and um you know and i guess uh i guess tony khan is buying the uh announced team new monitors so darby decided to trash the current ones <laughs> first time the announced table has ever been destroyed at aew yeah even though it was just uh it was just uh 
even though it was just uh, uh, monitors getting destroyed. Yeah, it's the first time they've been kind of... There's been some teases, but never... Well, they destroyed the monitors, and they put Matt Hardy right through the table. They put him through the table? Yeah, he did the coffin drop off the freaking... Um, uh, was it the announce building table? Thing. Yes! Yeah, the angle did not seem like that was the announce table that he did that through. Yeah, he knocked all the, the, the TVs off. He put Matt Hardy on the table. He climbed up the thing and he coughed and dropped it through the announce table. I thought it was a different table, but okay. Well, they don't have a fancy WWE announce table, but maybe they're about to get one. So maybe that's why they blew this one up. I don't know. But it was definitely the announce table. Again, so much shit going on. I can't remember everything. Uh, so there you go. Darby Allen re- uh, retains, and that is the end of a fucking tremendous episode of dynamite man it was good shit pal it's such good shit that's right mox that's right i did not realize bj whitmer is uh working behind the scenes at aew yeah that's why they didn't hire kelly klein oh <laughs> they were used to be married and they broke it up yeah, that would do it. And and that's why AEW never went after her when the whole fallout with ROH happened because Whitmer works there. You know what they say, Matt. Never dip your pen in the company ink. They say. <laughs> WrestleMania night one. How about a how about the old major league baseball rain delay for, for night one of WrestleMania? It uh did you, I, did you really? Can you really be surprised? No, no. I just the type of, you know, the type of craziness just leading into this event to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like if the show would have started like three hours earlier, they would have been tidal waved out of the damn <laughs> bull of that fucking stadium. Oh God! Then they said it was about to get worse on the next day, and thankfully, it, for the most part, it held up. It was raining almost all afternoon, but when it came to showtime, at least, it mostly held up. Uh, yeah, night night two was beautiful compared to night one. Yeah, it wasn't during the afternoon though. No, but no, I mean, I mean, by the time they were ready to go on for the pre-show and shit, like everything you, was everything was cleared up and, and fine. You know, the best thing was about that rain delay, Matt. We got unscripted promos because they literally had to pull promos out of their ass to cover the time. Yeah, and the only ones that was the only one that was terrible was Shane's. <laughs> the entire roster out on the stage and uh everybody making jokes that roman reigns is a part of the mcmahon family because he was standing by vince closer than shane was standing to vince so i had i had to get a laugh on that one uh lillian garcia i mean baby rexa sings america the beautiful see what i did there yeah a little hype package for wrestlemania Vince saying, Welcome to WrestleMania. Shut up. Uh, tell him after his night two booking. Say, oh, no shit. Uh, 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 before we get started, how about uh, how about Colin, Samoa Joe, and Ponchos? That was good. <laughs> oh, I hope Joe's cleared. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I was hoping uh, Adam Pierce was going to come out and make that triple threat a fatal four way on monday but not yet i was hoping he was gonna tag drew after the after the match was over 
I was reformed hoping. The, reformed the Beatdown Clan. Yeah, that <laughs> with him, Joe, and Lashley. All we need is get low key out of MLW. And they, they, look, they could have given us anybody. They could have given it. They could have given me Joe. They could have given me Keith Lee. Oh, we'll get. We into got. That. We'll, get, we'll get into that shit show in a minute. You know who we fucking got. <sighs> Trash. That's what we got. That's what we got. All right. So after all the talk, Hogan and and Titus come out to welcome us, and uh, and uh, <laughs> boost for Hogan. That was funny. And then once they realized Hogan was getting booed, then they put piped in fake cheers. He got buried both nights. Nobody wanted to fucking hear from him. Nope. Uh, yeah, but it was it was hilarious that 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 they put in the fake cheers that you could easily notice it. Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley kick things off. Uh, obviously, uh, we've been reporting it for months, about a month now. We knew that Drew was probably going to lead things off, get the pop, get the popski, and uh, so and that he did. Good to hear fans again. Twenty five thousand strong there at Raymond James. Good to hear the fans again. Though uh, unfortunately, it turns out uh, there's reports that some of the fans in attendance have tested positive for COVID. So that's great. But uh, oh boy, yeah. Well, my buddy of mine was up at Russell Pro in Alaska that during last weekend, and he ended Tommy, up. Te- Tommy Dreamer was there. Yeah, he ended up testing positive for COVID. Well, that's not good either. Nope. Yeah, that's why I wouldn't go to any of these events, man. It's not worth the risk. Yeah, next year maybe go back to return to Dallas and and hit up like spring break and some some of the smaller shows too uh man i've already done that i would not go back to, to dallas for another wrestlemania there was nothing to, there was nothing to do and i wasn't honestly that big of a fan of the stadium yeah um, yeah i don't, I, don't I, I don't know if i'd want to go back and do dallas again los angeles maybe i got friends in dallas but so i got friends in dallas and actually i found a lot to do down there with bars and shit and well i don't i don't drink that often so i mean but i mean you can go drinking anywhere i I don't drink any you can find a bar anywhere you go i don't drink anymore but i don't drink any less either har 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 funny Um, guy over here (laughs) uh yeah somebody somebody used that uh that funny guy over here uh um Seinfeld uh, gif on me or on something I, I commented on TMZ. They're talking about the the death of Bernie Madoff, and I said that he made off with a lot of people's money. Thank you. Tried the veal. Lashley, Drew. Um, how about that man? Pretty damn good opener, huh? Yeah, I, I would certainly say so. Uh, props to MVP busted up knee and all for taking, uh, uh, taking a, uh, suicide dive from, uh, from Drew McIntyre, uh, him and Lashley as a, a Drew jumped over the top rope and landed to the outside on both of those guys in the match there. Uh, tremendous match, uh, to our surprise, I think, didn't we both pick Drew on this, Matt? Yeah, I'm. I think this was this might have been the biggest surprise of the weekend. Yeah. That they, um, that they did that. So 
Drew passing out in the hurt lock with uh, the ref calling for the bell. They went about 18 and a half minutes. Lashley getting the win. I'm kind of happy because I, I want to see Lashley have a lot longer reign than just what they, people thought that was going to happen. And, man, what a tremendous opener, man. Good way to kick off night one of WrestleMania uh, with a, a tremendous match. These guys worked really well together. And, uh, I mean, it's been two guys that literally have probably had the best year of the past in the pandemic uh, on that, especially on raw. I think they're, they're two, they're two of the guys that have kind of led the charge with uh, what they've done. So uh, to see them at WrestleMania, see them both kick ass at WrestleMania. Uh, it, it was good to see. Uh, speaking of kick ass, uh, she didn't have a match at WrestleMania, but Bailey sure did entertain uh, both nights of mania. Didn't she, Matt? Yeah, I think WWE underestimated a great deal about how popular uh, Bailey still is. I don't know. And I think, and I think it bit them in the ass this weekend. Should have made her host with Titus, not Hulk. I don't know if she's hurt or not. I wonder if she's hurt. No, she's not. Not hurt. Okay. No, we just got nothing for you. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, So she interacted with the NWO and Titus. Uh, That was pretty funny. Uh, Tag team turmoil is up next. And uh, so we get uh kick things off with Naomi and Lana against Carmilla, Billy Kay, Billy Kay getting the pin kind of a surprise uh, elimination, making you think maybe the newly formed team of Carmella and Billy Kay were going to go places, but then the right squad eliminated them right away after that. So that was uh, short lived. And then poor Mandy Rose, slipping and falling on her ass which uh again i don't know how nobody didn't realize hey let's dry off that fucking ramp after it rained all night yeah sean ross Sapp, and fightful said they didn't do any of that until after that occurred mm-hmm. well so shit. Man- mandy said it was pretty much like walking on ice there was um you know there was standing water on the outside you could see water prints on the ring when they would come back into the ring from the outside because there was standing water on the outside. It's like, what do you what kind of fucking clown show you got running here, Vince? Shut up! He wasn't thinking things through. Man, Mandy and Dana, which is, I guess is, which I guess is vintage Vince. So. Par for the course. Par for the course. Yes. Uh, Mandy and Dana eliminated by the ride squads. They didn't take on Natalia and Tamina and uh, Natalia and Tamina getting the win and uh the crowd didn't react at all but that's funny the crowd didn't react at night one but they were fully behind that team at uh, night two matt because in my opinion the crowd would have cheered anybody to see Nia jacks lose those titles yeah i think people i think people just don't like like Nia jack so much that they were willing to cheer natty and tamina they were they were they were willing to 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 uh, tamina chant i mean they're you heard a tamina chant I am. I couldn't even tell you. They don't even. They don't even pipe those into the Thunderdome, brother. Oh my God! I'm just saying. Will you stop? <laughs> am I wrong, though? No. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, I loved the political ad by Seth Rollins. I thought that was good. Uh, probably my most looked forward to match uh, outside of the triple threat was uh, Cesaro and Seth Rollins and uh, they killed it. 
I wonder if it wasn't for the rain delay, if they wouldn't have gotten uh, three to five more minutes to really make it a masterpiece, but they fucking, it was so, oh, it was so good. I thought it was a masterpiece, to yeah. be perfectly honest. I, I, it was. I loved that match. It was definitely, definitely top three Mania matches. If, like, if we're not counting anything else of the, of the last, of WrestleMania week, like, it's definitely in my top three of... For- of, rest, of, of WrestleMania matches between night one and night two. For two I, or three months, I've been pimping this match. I've been hyping this match, man. Me and me both, man. I've been and, looking forward to it, too. And, man, it was so good to see them deliver. And, man, it was so good to actually crown Cesaro and, and do something unexpected. And... um. You know, and, and and he's probably gonna go. You know, I'd assume he's probably gonna go towards maybe Roman, uh, maybe maybe Apollo. But I think a title match is gonna be the next stop for Cesaro. Either way, what I would do is I would get him in a, in a feud with Apollo, and I would start Big E on the on the track to take the title from Roman at SummerSlam. SummerSlam, yeah. They have plenty of months that they can build it and do it right. Uh, and, and that's what I would like to see them do. How good was it to see the New Day together on camera once again, man? It's always it's always a good thing. Um, man. Happy for Cesaro. Happy for Swiss. Uh, tremendous fucking match. Probably, probably the second best match on the card. I might, I might. I have to think about it, but we'll put it there for now and see what I feel in about 10 minutes after we get through the rest of the card. Next up is um, next up is uh, they showed clips of the Andre the Giant Battle Royal that Jey Uso won. They showed the uh, interview with uh, Ziggler and Rude um, who unfortunately did not uh, get to wrestle on Wrestlemania. Big E on stage to do his introduction with uh, for the new day. That was so good to see. AJ and Almas um, come out for the Raw Tag Team Championship match, and um, tell you what, almost uh, moved around pretty good in the ring there. I liked what he did, Matt. Yeah, I I would have liked to seen him on Raw too. Hey, what, you're uh, right. There was a lot of omissions on No Sheamus. Yeah, like all these, like all the, look, all these people who won the titles. You're not on Raw tonight, but the people who lost, let's get you on the show. And give you another sense. chance. And give you another <laughs> chance in some instances. It made no, it made no fucking sense. Raw um, was a shit bag. Um, Omos, but, man, Omos looked good, and man, when he would go put a full head of steam into charging into the corner, holy, he looked quick for a, a seven foot tall dude, man. I was kind of hoping he would have cooler gear. Than yeah. the basic stuff he was wearing. Yeah. Um. But other than that, yeah, like in the ring he looked impressive. And look, if you if you if you le- if you let him work in short spurts and you don't overexpose him, he could be something really special mm-hmm. in, in the future. It's just all about if WWE is going to fuck him over or not. Unlike unlike like they, yeah, like unlike, a, unlike a, a a guy that went into the Hall of Fame this year. Who are you talking about? Well, which which big guy went to the Hall of Fame this year that got overexposed? Oh, 
Oh, boy. Everybody's already asking for AJ and Almas against Apollo and Dabakato. I'm for it. Uh, so as we both predicted, your new tag team champions, AJ Styles and Omos. Uh, Steel Cage with Braun and Shane. Uh, you know, like I said, the build was a shit bag. It was the worst, worst booked build of all of WrestleMania. Uh, you know, we got got some cool spots, though. Uh, you know, Strowman tearing the cage up and pulling Shane in. That was really a... A fucking cool spot and even cooler when he fucking choke slams Shane off uh, off the top of the cage or uh you know. So there were some cool moments, Matt. Uh, you know. But eh, yeah. You know. What else is there to say about that? Shane got his spot, right? Pretty much. Uh next up, where are we? Uh we interview uh interview. We introduced the Hall of Fame of twenty twenty and get a promo steve austin narrating a video of wrestlemania in dallas next year that'd be cool if they brought austin in as the host of wrestlemania next year that's exactly who the host of wrestlemania should be next year it only makes sense uh oh by the way let's go while we're at it uh uh two night wrestlemania yes no yes it works for new japan it works here and it doesn't feel like you're watching an eight-hour marathon no. And when you mix an eight-hour marathon in with really bad booking, it feels inc- even longer. And that's the problem. No. No. So, and look, if you cut it back to, like, you know, a three, three-and-a-half-hour show a night, and there's some bad booking on there, it's a hell of a lot more manageable yeah, did you to deal with than it is when you're dealing with it in the course of an eight-hour show. So, yes, two-night WrestleMania should be here to stay. And the fact that they originally announced the date for Dallas as like April 3rd or whatever it was and WrestleMania weekend when they were advertising Dallas, all they said was April of 2022. It says to me that they're thinking about making WrestleMania two nights going forward. Speaking of an impressive debut, like an almost Jesus Christ. How good did Bad Bunny look? I mean, we we called it. We we knew he was putting in the work. We knew that this that he would show out. But I that was a hell of a performance by Bad Bunny. Bunny. I mean, Bunny. Fuck. Yeah, he kicked ass. God, all kinds of ass. Was getting his ass beat for most of the match, and uh, then Priest with the hot tag, but then. Then, uh, he played. He got a lot of good offense in. Oh, in the, yeah, early on, yeah, he was making Miz look like a, a a jobber in the beginning, and then once they got the upper hand, it was a beatdown for quite a while. Well, Miz uh, was under Miz was underestimating him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bunny with a goddamn destroyer on the outside—that was insane. Uh, <laughs> I liked Priest's look on Priest's and Miz's face. Did it, was that was it or was it Morrison? Who did he do that on? He hit Morrison with it. Yeah, okay, yeah, so it was Miz's face, and uh, just the look on both of their faces was, that was some good selling, like, wow, he just did that, okay. Um, I love the dual Falcon Arrow shot between Priest and Bunny as well, and they fucking hit it at the same time. 
On honestly, to me, anybody that still has a has a bad thing to say about Bad Bunny's WWE involvement can go kick rocks. Exactly, uh, right. he's one of those guys. That I feel like he is welcome back with open arms anytime he wants to come back and do anything with WWE. Because I I would go as far to say that he's the best celebrity involvement that the company's ever done. I had people arguing with me on that. Like, well, what about Mike Tyson back in the day? Well, yeah, he showed up on like two instances. Like two or during... three shows. Yeah, no. He hardly right, what did about, anything. What about Stephen Amell? Bunny was there every fucking week for like three to, three to four months. Some people were doing the Stephen Amell argument, which Stephen Amell was great. But, but... He was, what, he was, what, what was he on? Like one or two episodes of Raw? Yeah, Bad Bunny was constantly on Raw for the From bill. Royal Rumble to WrestleMania, I think he missed maybe one episode of Raw. Like he was there every yeah. single week. He yeah. freaking rented a home in Orlando to train at the PC. You know, dude, I, I there's nobody else that I could think of that was a better celebrity involvement. Not at all. In WWE history than what Bad Bunny did. Yep, I, I fully agree. That was a tremendous, tremendous job. Uh, ended it with Priest lifting up Miz and Bunny hitting the cross body for the pin after 15 minutes. Tremendous match. Again, Bad Bunny, fucking great job there. Um, Miz and Morrison, I'll talk a little later once we get to Raw. I have I have uh, ideas of what's going to happen there. Um, But, Jesus Christ, Bad Bunny, come back whenever you can, man, because that was fucking tremendous uh announced attendance twenty five thousand six seventy five for night one considered a sellout based on the covid protocols uh full house would have been about 70 grand by the way so they were at working uh working a little under 50 percent capacity there main event time Deserving of the main event, Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Man, these women could, they, they had a hard time holding it together uh, before the bell rang, didn't they, Matt? What a moment. Well, Bianca more than Sasha. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely emotional. Uh, the weight of the moment was not lost on either of them, and they did not let it affect the match because no. the match was fucking tremendous. Oh, oh man, it was, a, it was a great main event. Uh, we expected this to be one of the show stealers. Uh, and you know, we were pretty much spot on with our show stealers, Cesaro Rollins and, and Bianca Sasha. And, uh, this was a, a tremendous match that, uh, uh, man, that the sound of that hair hitting Sasha was, that was loud. You couldn't slap a knee to make it sound like that. Could you, Matt? (laughs) Yeah. Some people, some people on social media were saying that they, that WWE oh, shut up. that in. Shut and up. I'm just and I'm just like, first off, did you see Sasha Banks midsection afterwards? And it second was... off, WWE production ain't fucking good enough no. to time it that well. They're good enough. But to... look, you can pipe in some cheers and booze, but to time that hair whip like that, I don't buy it. No. I don't buy it Bullshit. for one fucking second that Bullshit. that wasn't legit. Yeah. It's and just... God, speaking of production bianca she, bianca knows she hit it too hard because just, she said when she hit it she was like damn that was loud yeah you know so uh it's speaking of production for fuck's sake 
the fucking back and forth camera cut that they did a few times for fuck shove that up your ass kevin dunn that was annoying it's terrible, as it's terrible. Fuck. You know, the, the the bouncy the bouncy and the camera cuts are oh. all kevin dunn and they're all fucking trash after that loud ass smack from the hair Belair hit the KOD to get the win. Cole fucks up and and thought Sasha kicked oh out. Oh my god. What a moron. Graves he a, was He had a terrible weekend on commentary. Yeah, Graves Cole saved it. Was terrible. And Graves was pretty good because like there were some a couple of botches, a couple of things and and Graves bailed out the botches and Graves bailed out Cole a couple of times too. Uh so kudos to Corey Graves for uh saving Michael Cole's ass for for one uh with I what I thought I thought Graves made a great call there with uh, his excitement and correcting Cole I thought that was well done after he corrected Cole with that uh, excited you know exclamation Cole was like silent for a a, a good 10 15 seconds I think he was getting screamed at in his headset yeah ass chew by uh Old Vinny Mac is uh, giving him the ass chewing. He's probably like, telling him to shut up. <laughs> probably. Don't you say a word, you prick. Oh, what a great, uh, great ending, though. Uh, Bel Air. Emotional and, and just a great celebration. And then um, when the pay-per-view went off the air, Montez Ford sprinting. Scaring the shit out of Bianca. <laughs> she probably thought it was some fan pulling a Bret Hart. That uh, would have been terrible. Uh, but no, it was Montez. And uh, then uh, Bianca's family also at ringside. Uh, <laughs> her dad got so excited he about fell over the the, the, the rail. Head, yeah, <laughs> that's great. I love it. You uh, saw the footage of Sasha smiling at ringside, right? No, I don't think I did. Yeah, there's there's footage, there's fan cam footage. Oh no, I didn't when, see that. When Bianca celebrated in the ring, Sasha sitting on like the the side nice. barricade ramp. Nice, she's looking at the ring, smiling. I like it, love it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It was a good night one, Matt. I mean, what it really was. I was. Was there anything to I bitch was about? Real... There wasn't anything to bitch about. I mean, Even... you could argue, you could argue McIntyre not getting the championship back after they butchered Lashley for the last month. Was I did kind of was kind uh, of head scratching and puzzling. I didn't but want him to than, win though. I didn't, that, I, didn't, I didn't want him to win. So yeah, but I was so yeah on what does they he did won. With, I was so he... on what they did with Lashley that I was ready for McIntyre to get the title back. Does he win at WrestleMania Backlash? McIntyre, maybe. Now I uh, again, and then, uh, and, then, and then they might rematch at WrestleMania Money in the Bank. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I actually don't hate that they call it WrestleMania Backlash because well, I hate for, it. For I one, it. for one, I'm glad it's Backlash because Backlash should always follow Mania. It did not. I, I, that I agree with, but I, I hate this branding. Yeah. You should not. They're bastardizing the WrestleMania brand. And I guarantee you, this was a peacock idea. Maybe they're bastardizing the Backlash brand. No, this is this is bastardizing the WrestleMania brand. Peacock's probably like, you know, if you call more shows WrestleMania, more people probably watch. And Vince is like, "Well, goddamn, pal, you're giving me money, genius. Let's do it. I can't wait for 
for WrestleMania SummerSlam. WrestleMania Hell in a Cell. Yeah. WrestleMania. WrestleMania tables, ladders, Great and chairs. Balls of fire. Ooh. Ooh. I got hard on that one. <laughs> uh, speaking of hard and Vince imitations, who anybody got a better Vince imitation than uh, Luke Gallows? Doc Gallows? LG? <laughs> I love his Vince imitations. Uh, he's got a good thing, too. Uh, I mean, even Strowman and Shane it was in it half-ass enjoyable, even though that build that was, was fine. That build was the drizzling shit. The build sucked, but the match was good. Like, yeah. like it was really hard. You'd really have to be grasping straws to complain about anything from night one. Yeah. And then Vince overthought everything and fucked night two up. Oh yeah, we'll get to night two in a because minute. Because we already, kn- I have already known, just based on this week, that at least two matches on night two had their finishes changed prior to the show. Yep, yep. I know of one. We'll talk. Uh, you can fill me in on the other in a minute. Uh, I forgot to mention uh, after we talked dynamite. Next week's dynamite is looking good, by the oh. way. Uh, Sheeta and Conchi for the women's championship. Hangman and, and Ricky Starks. Oh boy, that's gonna be good. Uh, Christian Cage, Will Hobbs, Trent against Penta is also gonna. That's four fucking great matches. So that's gonna be a good dynamite next week. That we get to record a podcast right after now. Night two, WrestleMania, no rain delay. Uh, country singer Ashlyn Kraft sings America the Beautiful. Uh, what do we do? Uh, Titus and Holt come out in pirate outfits. <laughs> okay. Terrible. Okay. Yeah, the, the, outside of when Bailey joined them, the whole host thing was lame. Uh, we kick things off with uh, Randy Orton in white tights. Everybody making a big deal of that. Well, they should. I don't think he's ever worn white his entire career. Yeah. I fucking loved the Fiend entrance, man. Holy shit, was that good. I mean, it drew a, it drew a holy shit chant from the crowd, too. I fucking loved it, man. Uh, the end of the match, though, <laughs> I did not love. So bad. What the fuck? fuck are we doing this was changed hours before the show mind you yeah this is hours before the show matt was just right and it looked like it was just changed hours before the show and if you go back if you go back on sunday afternoon and you watch the bump with randy orton on the randy orton on it and they ask him they wanted comment on him and his match with the fiend that night and instead of talking about it, he shifted into talking about Bad Bunny. Yeah, he was hyping him it, on Twitter. I think at that point, Randy Orton knew the finish was new finish was shit, and he didn't want to fucking talk about it. Yeah. Was this before so, the match or after the match? Oh, this was like four or five o'clock in the afternoon. Before before the match happened. Oh yeah, dude. Like WrestleMania didn't start till eight. Oh, I didn't know if there was a bump after WrestleMania. No, like, it was the on bump, Monday or like, something. No, it was Sunday afternoon. Okay. I don't watch they, the bump. They, so. like, they, 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 oh, dude, it was it was all over the internet. Um, that 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 clip was just it was everywhere. Man, like seriously, they they tried to get him to talk about and hype his match with the Fiend that night, and instead he shifted the conversation to Bad Bunny. Yeah, cause he so, actually he put he put Bad Bunny over on Twitter. He a uh, lot of respect, lot lot of respect, lot of respect for uh, uh, from Randy Orton to uh, to uh, Bad Bunny on Twitter. Uh, basically saying what we're saying. He's welcome back anytime. Yeah, Morton called and said he was officially a WWE superstar. Yep, yep. 
mean, that's a pretty big damn. That's a pretty damn big endorsement. Exactly. So. All right. So yeah, Fiend with a fucking awesome entrance. I God, that was tremendous. Not many special entrances on uh, WrestleMania, so uh, that was uh, one we get to hang our hat on. But fuck me, the end. <laughs> uh, Alexa Bliss liquid shooting all over the place distracting the fiend into an rko one two three and we all say what the fuck was that original plan was the fiend to win yep a lot of people thought uh theories uh of uh maybe maybe they're finally bringing back alistair black and 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 uh uh he his controlling bliss and this is a feud between black and and fiend who knows? Right now, we just get a derpy doll with teeth. Uh, so we have no idea where this is going. But um, we'll find out, I suppose. Some think it might be the end of The Fiend for good. We just get this Bray Wyatt the rest of the way. He pretty much said he was going to be reborn again. So. A, lot of people, a lot of people said that. Yeah, a lot of people thought, even before that Firefly Funhouse segment, a lot of people thought that maybe they just hang The Fiend up. And uh, wait till they'd get the fiend and the demon together someday down the line. Maybe they need to hang the fiend up for a while after that fucking shit show. But other than that, I mean, the entrance was fucking great. I love the little effect that, you know, he basically regenerated. I thought that was kind of cool. Everything was cool. Until the end. Outside of the red light coming back, too. Fuck that red light. That's only for, you know, well, as you say, it's for Roxanne, but uh, Sting says you don't have to put on that red light. So that's what we're telling Vince. Vince, Vince, you don't have to put on that red light. Nobody loves it. Nobody loves it except you. Am I wrong? I don't uh, tag team titles. I thought this was a good match, Matt, to be honest with you. I thought this was a very solid match. They gave him 15 minutes. Uh, crowd was into it. Obviously, as you just said, everybody wants yeah. to just die to lose. But this was a, I liked this match. This was a good match. I, I enjoyed it. Well, I thought three, I thought three of the women brought their working boots on and then there was nine. Which, which one, Matt? <laughs> which one are you talking about that I, didn't I'm bring just, their working boots to I, town? I'm, I'm just saying. I wonder the, who the other three worked really, really hard, and then there was Nia Jack. So, they, God, they should have put the titles. That would have been a great like career kind of it thing. Would have been a cool moment because I mean, Tamina's never held a championship in WWE. It would have been nice to her to have a. And you got you got your second run with the tag titles that Vince already showcased to everybody that they mean nothing to begin with yeah so it would have been nice to let you know to me to just have have a moment yeah i mean you got you got your second generation wrestler in tamina and you got your third generation wrestler in natty what about a great wrestlemania story oh you know what else would have been a great wrestlemania story dominic and ray winning the tag titles at wrestlemania too well we yeah, wait well that yeah yeah for some reason the dirty dogs still hold those i can't explain why either. hey hey if you're putting that on SmackDown, fucking let them retain. I don't give a fuck at that point, man. I was hoping, I was holding out hope that with the Dirty Dogs retaining, I was holding out hope that Ray and Dominic, who didn't get pinned in that scenario, I don't think, 
Yeah, uh, Gable got pinned. The guy whose contract's up in a month and a half. They would step up and say, hey, you didn't pin us. I don't think you can beat us, you know. Impromptu WrestleMania match to give Ray and Dom their moment, you know. Yeah, they could have they could add it on the night two pre-show. At least, even then, it still would have been better than what we got, which was nothing. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I'm just saying it would have made the, it would have made the pre-show worthwhile on night two if they would have had a they'd had a match on it. Uh, two lifelong friends, uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens coming in for um, their uh, dream match against each other. Uh, man who has me blocked on Twitter, JBL, on commentary. Uh, I wish they would have gave this more time, Matt. They only gave it nine minutes. Uh, it was good for what, what we got, but I, I wish that it would have been a little longer. And yeah, uh, no, I, I can understand that. Logan Paul did nothing. Except, I mean, the only thing he was there to do was eat a stunner for a pop. And uh, 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 speaking he was, he of, was he was there in hopes that there his audience would tune into the show. That's what he was there for. Oh, there was a lot of Logan sucks chancer. Yeah, nobody, nobody, nobody in Tampa liked him. That was the opposite end of the celebrity expe- involvement spectrum. Um. But he eats a stunner in the end, so we we all we all are happy with that. <laughs> we uh we get the we get the moment we've been all waiting for, Matt. The segment of Matt Riddle and RVD, <laughs> and and great colleague not knowing what's going on. Riddle uh, Riddle meeting him for the first time on the bump. WrestleMania weekend was amazing. Was it? Yes, it was so good. You need you need to go out of your way to watch the clip of of Riddle meeting Rob Van Dam for the first time. It was it was awesome. I'll see if to pull that up. See if I can pull it up on YouTube here. I wonder if Riddle retweeted it. I'm gonna look at his account now. Riddle marks out for RVD April 11. Yeah, I'm sure that's it. You can load it up. You play the audio. It's a minute long. That United States Bro, championship. Sh- 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 he's here. He's here. Bro. He's here. <laughs> Hold on a second. Wait a minute. You hear this, Matt? Yes. Wait, we can't. I'm going to guess it's oh, RV. Yeah. This is happening. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, you're all about the yings oh. and yangs, dude. Oh, Bro. Dude. It's been, <laughs> dude, bro, bro, dude. dude, man, look at that. I know, man. Couldn't, couldn't have been any different. This is perfect time, man. And inducted into the Hall of Fame, oh. super legend, which we already oh. we knew for years. This the stallion's been a legend. Look at that. Well, hey, oh, riddle, awesome. riddle. Yeah. 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 Look at that. Look at those hands. <laughs> That's a man's hand. I'm a bro. I'm a bro boy. That's a bro man. <laughs> Look at that, dude. I need a different size ring. My, I would definitely need. I got, I got, a, I got a piano player stand. You know, it's not as, not as strong. Oh my god, that was good. amazing! It's amazing. They need to, they need to sign RVD so they can tag together, and call themselves High Times. Oh boy, how great would that be? We'll get Katie. For, we'll, we'll get Katie. And that was the, 
And that was the other match whose finish got changed. Oh, Riddle and... Riddle was supposed to retain. Hey, I I said it myself. I said Sheamus should win that match, and I was happy that he did. Apparently, the idea behind the title change was to continue the feud between him and Riddle. But then they didn't even use Sheamus on Raw, so what the fuck was the point? So, (laughs) I don't fucking know. How about that brogue kick while Riddle is in midair? Ooh, that hit hard. Busted his lip up, man. That hit hard. How about Riddle hitting the jackhammer? (laughs) The brohammer. Bro. Hey, come on. Yeah, I, I I saw I saw that video of him meeting R V D and it was just brought a big smile to my face. It was that was true. Very, very oh, look cool. on his face. Yeah, dude. He was so excited. Like a Man, little kid. That was awesome. Kid on Christmas. Uh, a, pr- a fairly short match between Sheamus and Riddle. They, I think they had a, they've had better matches like on the SmackDown a few months ago. I think was maybe a little better match, but still very still solid. Good, it was still a good match. Yeah, and and like I said, I wanted I, I predicted Sheamus to win on the show last week for the simple fact that the, he should be crowned at WrestleMania for the work he's done over the past year, and uh, so I'm happy they they booked it that way. Uh little slip with the, trying to do the white noise off the top rope, but but Sheamus being a professional, uh, he he steps down. And uh, finishes the move, you know, and uh, nobody gets hurt. So I think that, <laughs> well, nobody got hurt till the end <laughs> when uh, Riddle ate the brogue right in the, right in the moosh. But uh, I was happy at that. Uh, Nigerian drum fight that had no drums except for it, nobody used any drums in this match. I was disappointed. Uh, short match, Daba Kato comes out as uh as a general, I guess you could say, um, not the ring general, but a general in the Nigerian army. Uh, yes, can we all say a big fuck you to WWE commentary and WWE social media acting like we didn't know who the fuck this was? And you know why? You want to know why? They renamed uh, them something. I can't even remember what the fuck they renamed yeah. them, but still. Don't, don't treat your don't audience insult, as yeah. fucking stupid. You said, drafted him to Raw. Yeah. Yeah. Just a couple months ago, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so speaking, he was missing from NXT this week. LA Knight. A lot of people were missing from NXT this week. Yeah. Which, of course, will get people speculating on what we may or may not see on Friday. I was on the, uh, I was on the Sports Kita post show for uh, TakeOver Night 2. And uh, I got my, I got, I got my uh, LA Knight in there. I got my, yeah. I had to get. I, one. I bet you did. I had to get one in for the crowd. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't call anybody dummy though, because be a star. Pop, 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 pop. Be a star, Braun. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, big, uh, big old Dabakato. Oh, Commander Aziz is the word on the street of what his name is going to be. Whatever. Commander Zizario, Zizario. Um, twenty twenty one class comes out. RVD is stoned. Don't blame him. I'd be stoned at watching this night too as well. Um, Oscar Rhea Ripley, very good match. I thought. Uh, 
definitely some steps below Sasha and Bianca, but still a very solid match between these two. Uh, nobody's surprised. Uh, I think we both picked Rhea. No, no surprise there. Hey, look, yeah, there she is right there with the, the title. My big head's blocking Bianca, but <laughs> Bianca's in there. Bianca's in there somewhere, but my, my fat ass is blocking her. Uh, that was a cool moment. We'll get to NXT a little later, too, by the way. So uh, Rhea Ripley celebrates with the uh, with the title. What'd you think of that match, Matt? Is it I? It's I. It's I. I mean, it was good. It wasn't. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't terrible. It was good. It was a good match. It just. Good TV match, right? Yeah. I, I always like to call those. I like to call those solid pay per view matches. It was a good TV match. Uh, Titus and Hulk appeared again. Bailey shows up, uh, and we're all like, "Oh, come on, come on, come!" This is Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, one of these two ladies. Come on, we get the Bellas. And the WWE Universe let them know how they felt about it. Because we were all expecting Becky. So Bella's deserved to get booed. Bella's going to boo. Ha! See what I did there? Did you see what I did there, Matt? Oh, I saw what you did there. That was a good John Cena line by Bailey, though, too. Yeah, I didn't think it was necessary, but <laughs> whatever. Meh. I laughed. WrestleMania backlash after WrestleMania where it's a pay-per-view about the backlash of WrestleMania called WrestleMania backlash Sunday, May 16th. So about four weeks away on the peacock on the WWE cock main event time, main event time. God, this was, this was, this was good. I, I'm going to put the main event ahead of Cesaro and Rollins as my my best match of the night, two nights, Matt. I'm going to do it. I don't know. I loved it. It's in my top three. It, it's, it's the main event of night two. It's the main event of night one, and it's Cesaro and Rollins. Um, I don't know where I'd rank any of them. I don't think I'd put the main event of night two in number one. I think that's the only thing I'm certain of. Um, I'm not sure. I, I thought it was. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I am, I'm so over Roman. I can't beat anybody without help reigns. Yeah. I'm like, let the dude win clean one fucking time. Like right. I legitimately cannot remember the last time Roman had a straight up one-on-one match without cheating or interference. Like, seriously, it just makes him look like a big bitch. Um, and I'm fucking tired of it. And it was, you're the most dominant WWE champion ever. I'm like, are you fucking watching the product? There ain't nothing dominant about him. He gets out of the, every match by the skin of his fucking teeth. And every it. single match, he's cheating to fucking win. Let him win a fucking match on his own. That's it. I mean, he, he, he did a lot of that winning on his own um, when he was a babyface. I'm, I'm fine with this because... Dude, I don't look. I'm not. I'm not asking him for it to be every time yeah. to win on his own. But for fuck's sake, let him win a match or two 
on his own because I legitimately can't remember one match since he's won this championship where he's had a one-on-one title defense where he defended the title and won on his own. I can't remember one. And the only one people can argue with is the Elimination Chamber title defense against Daniel Bryan. (laughs) But like that wasn't even that wasn't yeah, even a fuck it wasn't even a fucking match. That is no. You know, it was a it was, a two, your, it was a two if, minute joke. That's like, your I need I need a legitimate Roman Reigns one on one title defense win without cheating and interference. I need it. That's you gotta fucking give it to me. That's your best defense. You you you'd be great as a court appointed attorney. <laughs> you know, Pete. You know how some fans are, man. Yeah. Uh, when when Jay came back, I thought it was Jimmy at first. I was like, "Oh, that would have been a nice twist," but no, it didn't. It didn't look like Jay at first, and then it was Jay. Um, but uh, Edge hit the concerto on uh, Brian, and then Reigns spears Edge and hits his own concerto to Edge, stacks both Edge and Brian up for the win. Um, I'm totally expecting Edge to say, well, Daniel Bryan got a second chance. I get one at Backlash. You agree? I don't want it if Edge ain't going to win. I I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see Edge take another, you know, take another loss in this fashion. Either one of Drew or Edge is going to win at Backlash. If that, if that, if it isn't, I, I, I would almost bet the farm that but it's, at the same it, at the same token, if they wanted to run back Edge and Roman at Backlash, Roman should have just pinned Brian at Mania. Yeah, stacking if, them both up and pinning them both to me was a definitive. You guys are both out of the title picture for now, type of deal. I think we're going to see Edge versus Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. at Backlash. And Roman's going to face somebody Cesaro? else. Cesaro? Maybe. I can see Edge saying, well, I was on top of Brian, so I technically pinned Brian. You know, it, it, Edge, in some way, I think Edge is going to talk his way into getting another chance. And I think a lot of it's going to either hinge on he was on top of Brian when he got pinned or Brian got a second chance. Why don't I get my second chance? And he talks Adam Pierce into. I I think I think it's going to be Edge Roman Reigns at at Backlash. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be Edge and Daniel Bryan. I just I I don't know. I would I not. We'll, I think we'll have a better idea after Friday, but I, that's that's mm-hmm. where I think it's going. I I think they give Roman an easy title defense at Backlash. Like I think he gets someone like Nakamura. Oh, or, I, I would, or I'd something. love to see. I'd love to see Nakamura in that. Especially since Nakamura was the last one eliminated out of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and, and he and, really never got his proper title shot that he should have gotten when he technically won that gauntlet back. Yeah, in, uh, yeah. In January, where we thought he was so, going to get put, where we thought he was getting pushed, like Cesaro yeah. was. So, like, I think they give. I think they give Roman an easy title defense at Backlash. This might be the actual one. Where he could win on his fucking own. Oh my god! Wouldn't that be something? What a concept! But I think he's got challenge. I think there's challenges. I think they've got enough challenges lined up. You know that they could carry this between now and SummerSlam and put the that Big E beat Roman at SummerSlam. Oh shit! Yeah, you got. So, if you do, if you do your Nakamura idea, you could do Nakamura in May. You can do Cesaro at Money in the Bank, and. <laughs> And then and you build, would just need one more person for July, or not even have him wrestle in July. You know Roman; he likes to take a night off every once in a while. 
and just have that two-month build with Big E. Yeah, I don't think they'll do that, but it would be nice. It would be nice to do something like that for a change. Or they run, uh, or they, uh, run uh, Cesaro two months in a row. With they definitely could do that. Like WWE loves their rematches. Yeah, but I don't want to. I don't want them to bury Cesaro to the point where it's not believable when he beats Cruz for the United States title either. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 a slippery slope that. Yeah. All right, Raw after Mania. God, was that shitty? Not wrong. I mean, you kick the night off with uh well after uh after Lashley and a, a great promo from uh from MVP um you know you kicked the night off well Lashley beating the fuck out of Riddle and then you kicked the after that so I guess it wasn't kicking the night off but early on you have the Viking Raiders making their return and so you're like oh okay here we go raw after mania we're we get this nice surprise, and that was literally all we got for any kind of surprise or anything worthwhile, really. I mean, fuck. It was good to see Eric and Ivar back. They destroyed uh, ben- Benjamin and Alexander. Um, debut of Adnan Verk, uh, formerly of ESPN and MLB Network. I thought Adnan did a good job for stepping in the first time, c- calling a wrestling pay- play-by-play, Matt. What did, you, what, did you like uh, like what he brought? I thought he did fine. I know a lot of people hated him, um, but I, I thought he was fine. Like I've heard, I've heard worse commentating debuts from WWE. Like Jeff people Harvey, act, people. I was just gonna say people act like Matt Mike Adamley didn't exist. Um, so God, and that like, sucked because he was so good on a gla- on American Gladiators and the drizzling shits in the WWE. Uh, Charlotte Flair looking fine coming out and, uh, God, she cut a hell of a promo, Matt. I love that. That was a great promo by Charlotte. So, yeah, I mean, it started out great, but I think Charlotte's promo was the last good thing on raw for the, uh, what is supposed to be one of the most exciting raws of the entire year. I mean, don't give me that excuse that it's in the Thunderdome. You should still give us a good fucking product, the Raw after Mania, right? I'm not arguing with you, especially when arguably the most eyes are on Raw at any point given the calendar year. Yeah, is is the Raw after WrestleMania? I thought they, uh, I thought they fucking shit the bed. But uh, the thing is, I didn't think it was as bad as everybody else thought it was because I went in with zero expectations. Like you messaged me. On Twitter <laughs> Monday did. evening, it said you're looking forward to Raw after Mania, and I replied with not at all. And I was being perfectly honest because I I I conditioned myself after night two of WrestleMania that with that this show was just going to be humdrum WWE drizzling shits. And, and so I wasn't as disappointed by it by everybody else, but there were a lot of people out there that were so hyped and they didn't get nothing. And one of the funniest things I watched, and I, I literally had to go out of my way to watch this. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Russell, Russell Talk. Mm, those, those, the guys over there, okay. Well, they, 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 they did a lot of live watch-alongs WrestleMania oh. week. 
and they're right. and they're in the UK, so they have to stay up really late for this shit. Oh. So they and they decided that they were going to do a live watch along for the Raw after WrestleMania, and to watch their mood decline <laughs> over oh. the course of the three hours. This fucking shit. I'm just getting that. fucking pissed off. It was some of the most hilarious shit I've seen all week. So. I I love I love the wrestle talk guys they 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 crack me the fuck up man. Yeah, my boy, uh, my, one of my yeah, I have him in a couple of fantasy leagues. My boy threw a no hitter, second no hitter in MLB this year. How about that? I thought That's... somebody was pitching a no hitter tonight and fucked up in the end. Oh uh, no, Rodan. Rodan. No, somebody was pitching a no hitter tonight and fucked up. I saw it on oh. my timeline. I didn't yeah. want to bother you with it and yeah, what, bum what, you out. No, there was somebody hit. There was somebody pitching a no hitter tonight, and they hit somebody on the toe, or something. Oh, walk somebody. He had a perfect game. I think he is perfect. He still got the no hitter, but he had a perfect game going. So it was uh, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Because he had a perfect. I, I, I saw, I saw people losing their mind about that. Yeah, he had a perfect game going through set into the eighth inning, but uh, yeah, he lost the perfect game, but still got the no hitter. Uh, Rhea Ripley, Oscar interrupted by Charlotte DQ. So triple threat match backlash. And Charlotte's winning the title again. Book it. Yeah, I gotta make her happy after the Andrade thing. I honestly thought it was gonna be Charlotte and Rhea for Rhea to get her win back, but no, this is totally a triple threat, and I think Oscar. Oh, now it is. Yeah, and I think Oscar takes the pinfall. No, yeah, unless I, I, unless I, Vince I, is I, unless Vince is really pissy at all the mistakes. Ripley made on Raw Monday night. I, uh, I think Oscar will be the one to eat the pinfall. They were, yeah, they were not in sync at all. I don't know. Like, I don't know if they just, I don't, I don't like, I thought they did fine at Mania. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed the match for what it was. Like, it was and a then, good Raw then, uh, then on Monday, it was Bacha Mania. Yeah. It, well, look, it started good. And then, at, like, a certain point, it was just like, Watch, 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 watch. It was like four or five in a row. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So, yeah, I don't know. So, uh, Nia Jax making fun of Mandy uh, falling. And then uh, we'll talk about it later. But then it just proceeds for of Nia constantly falling. That, that, Jesus Christ. Can you get any worse booking in the world here? That was so stupid. Anyways. Uh, Alexa's playground shows this creepy doll with lo- what looks like actual human teeth on it. That that was weird. Skulls. Uh, they were skulls. Alexa saying she no longer needs the fiend. Realized that after the months that she was without him, that she does. No, well, she actually the- uses his powers to bring him back to life. So of course she doesn't need him. Yeah. Fucking Vince. Shut Yeah, if you go uh, back and look at the doll, the teeth, the, the teeth on the doll are actually little skulls. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Miz and uh, Miz TV with Maurice. Good to see Maurice back. Of course, uh, return of Miz and Mrs. The great reality show uh, that uh, aired right after Raw. And um, yeah, I was going to say, and USA was very intelligent to put him back on on as a lead in after WWE programming. I I, I didn't understand why they ever took that away it's that that's the smart time to put a show like that on that's when you're going to get the most eyeballs on it from your wrestling viewer yeah it's not technically prime time it's later than normal but it worked for steve austin's show too so yeah uh uh i i'm totally calling it right now maurice is going to be the yoko ono and split up miz and morrison 
needs to be split up. You, you can, I, you, I think you can, I don't know if you can see it, but I, I, I feel like I'm seeing it a mile away right well, now. Well, Morrison was already acting like the third wheel on Monday. So, I mean, it was very, it was very evident that this, this is going to lead to their breakup and I'm, I'm all for it. Poor Damien so, Priest gets a, poor Damien Priest takes his first raw loss by a, a guy that had his pants around his ankles. <sighs> My God, there were people trying to defend the fucking Marks were trying to defend this. I'm like, shut up, Marks. Or am I supposed to call them Maxes now? They're all dumb. Who cares? Though it was funny when Miz and, and Maurice tripped. <laughs> that was funny. But yes, Damian Priest's first match on Raw is losing to a guy with pants around his head. That sounds like a twenty four seven match in the in the uh, Thunderdome bathroom somebody losing by pinfall to a guy with pants around his ankles. No, that wasn't a 24 seven match. That was Damian priests first loss on raw. Oh, I know. I know the mark, the marks were getting on me because I defended Denise, uh, uh, on her. Denise was like talking about how 50, 50 booking just does not work. And these marks were trying to defend her. And I commented on it. Then those same marks were commenting on my shit after that. I'm like, shut up, Mark. They have no fucking life. Mm. So the, you know. the WWE apologists that defend that company, no matter what they do, are the yeah. reason why they're, they're the reason why the company's in the shape it's in right now. Yeah, Denise. How do you say your last name? Descalzo or something like that? Salcedo. 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 Okay, I was, I was not close. <laughs> no, you were not. Uh, I try to do a lot of things uh, off the top of my head, and I've got a bad memory as it is. So, uh, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke. This was a shit show. It was basically Nia slipping all all the time because she made fun of Mandy slipping, so now she slips all the time. And wow, what great booking we have here! The worst thing about this was the babyface tag team ran away and said repeatedly over and over, it's not worth it. It's not worth winning a non-title match against the tag team champions to earn a tag team title shot. It's not worth it. One of the dumbest fucking things I'd ever heard and even worse, Byron Sackton is like, oh, that was better than them winning. What? Are you fucking high? Like, I don't care who told you to say that in your headset. Ignore them. He he, he got the contact high when he was hanging out with Riddle and, and RVD. So fucking stupid, man. Uh, great. The only one of the lone bright spots on this shit ass raw uh, MVP's promo with Drew McIntyre I thought was phenomenal. Uh, and then uh, more guys come out, Braun Strowman, Randy Orton. And uh, I was expecting maybe a, an Adam Cole baby or uh, somebody uh, surprise, but no. We got uh, just those three guys or a Joe, a Joe uh, maybe. But no. Oh, uh, we got uh that was weird my background just flickered that was weird uh we got a uh new day against kofi and or a new day against elias and jackson Riker. um 
Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, it was a, that was an okay match. Elias and Riker are working a lot better together. I'll give them that. Um, Riker may have some shit opinions, but at least uh, him and Elias looked good in the ring. I thought that was a pretty good tag match. For I mean, low bar, but it was pretty good. Um. Uh, we got everybody everybody that's in that t- in that uh number one contenders match cutting promos. Uh the return of the Firefly Funhouse, uh where Bray's turned into a televangelist, I guess. Um he felt reborn and healed and he will he will return. So no reference to the fiend in the Firefly funhouse mat which is another reason why people thought that maybe they're hanging that up for now which they should hang up the fiend after that shit show at wrestlemania so uh and uh, even though uh it was a shit show raw uh shit show being the uh the uh the key theme here uh triple threat between drew randy and braun was a pretty good match matt wasn't it it was fine why the fuck anyway why the fuck do you break up the hurt business when you have and you have retribution rejects helping mvp uh for the love of god i hope they take off that retribution gear and become dio and die jack i hope so too dude trust me put them in suits next week and that's about the only way you're going to save this if you keep them in that retribution shit uh, Vince realized the gimmick was going nowhere. Why are they still wearing the gimmick? I wish I had a good answer for you, brother, but I don't. I honestly wanted Randy Orton to win this match and have Orton and Lashley just for the hell of it. Something fresh. But I guess Drew winning ain't the end of the world either because we're going to get a good match out of these two. So, you know. It's for the hell of it. Diet Coke. <sighs> the whole T bar and Mace thing was just baffling. Trash. Um, yeah. All right, let's get out of that piece of shit. Uh, hardcore justice happened for Impact Wrestling this past Saturday. Um, Speaking of trash, you didn't like it, huh? It wasn't a good show, man. I uh, I missed the first match. Uh, Petey Williams was TJP's mystery partner that take on Ace Austin and uh, Madman Fulton and Josh Alexander and uh, who the no, fuck I'm was? pretty sure Petey Williams oh, no, no. was Josh Alexander. Yeah, 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 yeah. TJP's partner was Ba. Yeah. Petey and Josh win that match. Uh, I did not watch Hernandez and Shara either. Um, I was watching the masters and then the masters went into a rain delay. So like, all right, I guess I'll turn it over. And I did once, uh, I didn't see gallows and Tarus either. Uh, see, you're looking at this card now and you can understand why I wasn't that big of a fan. Uh, I didn't see swinger and Cardona either. When did I turn into this? When did I tune into this thing? Uh, oh, I tuned in for Sam McCallahan. Oh, I tuned in when they were showing RVD and Sabu because I messaged you on Twitter. I go, am I on the right thing or that they're showing a... Uh, uh, yes, they impact fucking re- showed a damn... <laughs> a fucking... 
a match from the fucking vault during a fucking pay-per-view event. Like, you hear... It was terrible, dude. It's just, what's not a good show? Uh, did you hear Impact Plus is no longer going to be on Fight now as well? I did. I, I think did. it's because they got sold. I will uh, talk about the details on that here when we get into headlines. Uh, Sammy Callahan was talking about how, how in the hell can you have a pay-per-view and he not be on the card. So he did an open challenge. Uh, Trey Miguel's old training buddy, Sam Beal answered the challenge and that match went about a day, about, uh, about 20 seconds. Um, Brian Myers and Jake something in a blind games match. I was doing my taxes during this, so I didn't pay attention. Brian Myers cheated though. And uh, I did see that part, which I liked because I like. I think I think Brian Myers has done a tremendous job in Impact. Matt, you agree? Brian Myers lost. I know, but he's doing a, a tremendous job. Well, yeah, he tried to when cheat. You, when you said you cheat, he cheated. I thought you were you were implying that he won. No, he was cheating. Uh, 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 we got the ref distracted or knocked down. I can't remember what the fuck happened, and he took off the mask and started beating up Jake something. Then Cardota comes down with a crate full of wrestling figures. I love it. And uh, uh, screwed Myers over for the to get the win for Jake. Yeah, it was it was the crate that Cardona kept from the match he had earlier in the evening. Which so it did. was kind of it was kind of a continuation of what happened there. And I'm excited for Cardona Myers at Re- uh, Rebellion. I think that's going to be uh, a good match and a good feud and a couple of lifelong friends also having a pay per view match. So. Uh, the, uh, six women knockouts scramble hardcore match winner gets the number one contendership. Uh, I'll tell you what I thought, I thought Alicia did pretty good in this match. I thought she, uh, for, you know, not being one of the better women in the knockouts division. I thought Alicia had a good showing in this match. Uh, very weird. And Matt will agree with this, that they put the, uh, the winner being Tennille Dashwood because the champion is also a heel. So rebellion Big pay-per-view coming up at the end of April, and you have heel versus heel for the knockouts title. It didn't make it didn't make a lick of sense. Uh Tenille deserves the shot. <clears throat> and maybe they turn her baby face with Caleb. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense either. No, but what else are we gonna do? Uh we played some beer pong at Swingers Palace. Um <clears throat> Deanna versus Jazz for the knockouts title. Jazz loses. She retires. Uh, we all saw what was coming there. But uh, it's still a good match, though, Matt. One of the highlights of the of the evening. Or afternoon, I guess we could say. Uh, Hardcore War main events the, par- the program. Violent by Design took on Tommy Dreamer's team, but Dreamer got taken out backstage so he did not compete in his place trey miguel so a fitting replacement uh a good match um i'm baffled that they put over violent by design considering prior to this eric young tore his acl tore his acl in that match oh is that match i thought it was if you watch if you watch the end of the match you can see him he's noticeably limping at the end uh, I thought he had done it before, and then he was working that match with a torn ACL. No, torn ACL happened in the match. Because I heard he worked a couple matches after he tore it. So, but for the impact tapings, I'm guessing. I know you're not a violent by design fan, so I will not. It's trash. I like it, except for I'm not a fan of Joe Dorings. 
I call him Joe Boring. Other than that, I like it. I like the I like the stable. NXT on Tuesday for the first time, we get a NXT. Following up from what was a pretty good stand and deliver, I would say night one beat night two, but still, I think it was two yeah, good nights. I would agree. I would agree with that. It was two good nights. Uh, we On, oddly enough, night one beat night two of both WrestleMania and NXT. Hello. Uh, and we already covered uh, NXT on last week's show. Uh, standard uh, takeover we covered already. Uh, we kicked things off with Karrion Cross, who uh, cuts a pretty good promo. I, I enjoyed the promo from Cross. Uh, no uh, next challenger, no step, no interruptions, no nothing, just uh, Cross doing the promo. So. I thought it was very good. I think Cross is holding that belt for a while, Matt. I don't see I don't see a plan on who they want to have taken off of them with them, so there's really I think we I said this on the sports key to show. There's not really anybody that comes to the top of your mind that could at this point. Like I said, they could do the rematch with Balor and burn out the demon. They need to build someone up in order, you know. If they and if it's building up O'Reilly uh, uh, further after beating Cole, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see where they go with that. Uh, MSK took on Killian Dane, Drake Maverick for the tag titles, and some jokers in the crowd booing MSK for some reason. I do not get that. Decent little match. MSK wins, no surprise. Um, very interesting dynamic with Alexander Wolf staring down Killian Dane because they both were insanity back in the day. And then Eichner and Bartel attacked Dane. Uh, so I guess we're going to have a, an Imperium and Dane and, uh, and uh, Maverick feud. When Walter, though, cut that promo about growing Imperium, it makes me wonder, Matt, if we're going to have some sort of Imperium faction on all shows. Maybe. I would not hate that. Especially if it means Walter's on all shows. Fuck yeah. He's the ring general. Leads all the group. And maybe he's going to recruit Killian Dane. Maybe he's going to recruit Timothy Thatcher eventually. You know, maybe he brings all those guys in and then they kind of get split up. They are amongst UK, Raw and SmackDown. I, I would not hate it. They ain't going to Raw and SmackDown, dude. You don't think so? This is an NXT act, period. Okay. Okay. Um, Mercedes Martinez pulling a Debo on Robert Stone, asking where my money is. And uh, Jesse Kamea stepping up, saying, I'll show you what's up. Uh, They do a little video package of uh, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, they show Roderick Strong arriving to the CWC with his wife, Marina Shafir. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did not see this until NXT, Matt, but I thought this was hilarious that Cole and O'Reilly were talking shit on the stretchers in the hospital. They didn't <laughs> show that until NXT. Oh, they, they didn't have it on a video or anything? No, that was the first time that was shown. That was quote-unquote exclusive footage. That was fucking great, wasn't it? <laughs> That feud ain't over. It, 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 I was going to say, it definitely told you the feud ain't going anywhere. Oh. I wonder, Matt, I wonder, wonder, wonder if this leads to the first ever NXT Hell in a Cell match. 
I don't know about all that. I think it's a good feud to debut the Hell in a Cell and on NXT. I think it's a good feud for it. Mercedes Martinez made short work at Jesse Kamea and uh, and got some money out of Robert Stone. Uh, Swerve cutting a promo from the studio. Next up, NXT Cruiserweight Championship match. I I I totally jinxed Santos Escobar, Matt. It's my fault. I said on Twitter at the beginning of the match, I think Santos is approaching a year with the title. Kashida's music hit, and I told everybody in the newsroom, like, Kashida's winning the title. And they all told me I was nuts. <laughs> I, and, I wasn't expecting And I would say about three quarters into the match, they asked me to write something else. I'm like, no, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm going to take the uh, the Cruiserweight title change here. And it, <laughs> and, it ha- and it happened like and it happened like three minutes later, and I'm like, Holy shit. Look at you look at you swinging your dick around there. Yeah, I just I just I did what I did. I was surprised. I mean I wouldn't have called you crazy, but I would have said they they all thought I was nuts. I did not think it was gonna happen. I'm happy though. I mean fucking finally we put a title on Kushida, so uh and and I mean like him or hate him, Santos Escobar is not wrong when he says he brought that title relevancy. He did. And now you got it on Kushida. It's going to continue to be relevant because he's one of the best fucking wrestlers in the world. So uh, I'm happy for the guy. Uh, The entire internet was happy, uh, surprised, but happy uh, that Kushida is your new champion. So that was cool. Very, very cool. Uh, We got a good, uh, awesome promo between Ciampa and Thatcher. Uh, like I said, I hope they don't break them up, but I have fear if this Imperium Dude, they thing... don't have enough tag teams right now. They they work they work really well together. Should uh should you turn them a heel or keep them baby? Keep them I mean, tweener. Yeah. That's what both of these guys are best at, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh as uh Kushida was getting looked at or getting congratulated. I don't know if he was getting looked at by the trainer, but Anyways, Regal shows up, congratulates him. Then Jordan Devlin shows up. Say so he's gonna he's gonna go home for a little while, but uh, get ready for a challenge once he comes back. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez comes out with Dakota Kai, uh, celebrating her NXT Women's Championship win. Fans telling her that she deserves it, and she does. She's been doing a tremendous job. Uh, cuts a little promo, recognizes Dakota Kai. Uh, I thought maybe Dakota Kai would turn on her here. Uh, we'll hold off on that, I guess, a week or two. Uh, but instead, we got a, a holy shit, Rhea Ripley's music plays. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? And then Bianca's plays, and you see right behind me there. That was a cool moment on NXT, wasn't it, Matt? It was always very, it was very cool. Very yeah. well done. I loved it. I was wondering what she was doing there. Uh, but uh, before we got to that moment, uh, Raquel in the ring and the lights go out and the debut of Frankie Monet with a little puppy in her hand, in her arms. Um, I thought, I thought uh, Frankie cut a good opening promo for a debut on NXT, Matt. What were your thoughts on her, on her debut? Yeah. I mean, it's almost fine. The crowd didn't seem to know, have any idea who she was. Yeah. And that was depressing. And um, if you had any idea what, uh, 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 how to translate Spanish, you were probably, 
uh, going, oh, they said some naughty things in Spanish. <laughs> um, I, God, you've got to think. Of course, there ain't that many people in the CWC. Uh, there were probably less people there than there were for TakeOver. There is just a handful of people there. So if you had a full, full-sale crowd, they would have known who she was. I would certainly, I would certainly think so. Uh, Pete Dune talking about how it's time to focus on championship gold. So expect a Dune carrying cross feud probably in the near future. Uh, video package of uh, William Regal talking about the signing of Saray, who will make her debut next week, by the way. Uh, Regal walks into his office, Roderick Strong with Marina. Uh, Strong delivers an envelope, which looks like a resignation inside there. Or maybe we're getting swerved. I don't know, Matt. God, I hope they don't call him up because he's just going to get lo- he's going to get our title lost in the mid card. It's only saving grace is SmackDown with Brian there. That's his only saving grace. If he goes on to Raw, he's going to be eating catering with Ricochet. Did you see uh, on Twitter during WrestleMania? Uh, before WrestleMania, I think it was night two, uh, when it was pouring, and uh, Josiah Anderson went live, and he, he he interviewed a fan, and it was Ricochet. Oh boy, <laughs> that was kind of funny. Uh, totally a dig at Vince, I have a feeling, but a thinly veiled one. Leon Ruff and Swerve, uh, they had a damn good match here, Matt. I I liked it. And uh, later on, Ruff got a little rough, little uh, beat the shit out of Swerve. So this thing's still going on. Um, I kind of liked it. I think uh, you're clear. The clear thing here is, Matt, to have Swerve just beat the dog shit out of Ruff and then challenge Kushida, I think. Get a Swerve and Kushida match going. Uh, Zoe Stark was interviewed talking about her uh, rise in NXT. I fully expected Tony Storm to clock her from behind, but instead we got Mercedes Martinez uh, saying that she's next in line for the title, not some rookie. Uh, then we got the main event, eight-man tag match the way against Dexter, Bronson, Shotzi, and Ember. And the best part of this was when Dexter Loomis carries Indy Hartwell away. And then pretty much. And then we thought because Dexter thought she was knocked out, and then she gives the camera a wink. How fucking the, funny the was wink, that? The wink and the thumbs up. That was so good, wasn't it? Oh my god. That she's was... a very she's a very entertaining character. That was so good. I fucking loved it. Um, Reed hit the tsunami on theory to get the, the, the win for the good guys and gals. <laughs> I can't. I, I wonder if we get a, a date video vignette next week or something. <laughs> but, so funny, man. I loved it. Good episode of NXT on their Tuesday debut. No, Matt, right, Matt? 
Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good episode. Definitely was worlds better than Raw. Well, that's a low bar, pal. Low bar. Uh, what the hell is this Ultimate Rivals the court thing? You have any idea? It's a basketball game. So Roman Reigns is in it, and now Becky Lynch is in. Yeah, there's in there's Bayley. a lot of wrestlers in it. Sasha Banks too. Huh. It's a video game. Yeah. I think it's for mobile phones. I think. Uh, in an article on Billboard magazine, it was revealed that Drew Gulak and Adam Pearce were the ones that trained Bad Bunny to prepare him for WrestleMania. I think Drew Gulak probably just punched himself a ticket post-wrestling career uh, in the WWE, huh? I don't see why not. Uh, the last Wednesday Night War went to a, a NXT, no surprise, considering it was a takeover. 768,000 compared to AEW's 688. AEW's... I'll, I'll be honest, I was a little surprised. At, at because I, th- I, thought, I thought more people would choose to watch a commercial free on Peacock. But at the same token, WWE did not go really go out of their way to advertise that it was going to be on Peacock. I didn't know. So I'm guessing that a lot of people didn't know. I just so thought you, it was... You didn't know. I watched it live on Peacock commercial free while I watched AEW Dynamite on my television. I, uh... Yeah, I thought it was USA Night 1, Peacock Night 2. No, Peacock, both nights, commercial free. It, it ran the simulcast with the, with the USA Network and they even had a one-hour pre-show on Peacock prior to the show starting. Uh, it'll be nights. Uh, then NXT's uh, Tuesday, uh, their first uh, time reaching eight hundred thousand since Halloween Havoc on October twenty eighth. They got eight hundred and five thousand. Uh, they stayed even uh, on the eighteen to tw- eighteen to forty nine demo with a point two two, which which is what they got last week as well. Um, SmackDown saw a slight rise on the Go Home Show. WrestleMania SmackDown Friday before Mania and it it gets like a 50,000 person increase from the night before or the week before. <laughs> Not good. Uh Monday Night Raw after Mania not a good number either and uh well it was a shit show but uh just barely over 2 million so it was an improvement from last week by 300,000 that's because those 300,000 tuned in thinking they were going to get a special show right Matt <laughs> oh it's it's their best number they've done all year so you could say it wasn't a great number but it's still it's probably the best number raw we'll see throughout the entire calendar year 2021 so yeah, uh, I am behind on Young Rock, so I've not seen it lately. But yeah, uh, I'm an episode. I'm an episode or two behind myself. They're staying pretty steady. Two point eight, nearly two point eight million. Actually, uh, went up compared to episode six and seven. So they've been uh, got a little increase, but still staying pretty steady at the uh, the mid to upper two range there. Uh, Impact Wrestling's first Thursday night show did pretty well. One hundred and sixty eight thousand. Uh, they haven't reached that high since the end of February, so I guess that would be a success. Uh, their highest uh, 18 to 49 demo uh, since uh, d- December 8th. So I guess the, you could say the Thursday night move was a success. I, I would say so. 
Uh, trailer has been released for Edge's Chronicle documentary. It'll stream on Peacock. I uh, don't see a release date quite yet for that, but uh trailer is out for that. Uh, oh, what the hell? Um, WWE released what are called NFTs. And they are, NFTs are lately have been taking over the world for some odd reason. They are called non-fungible tokens, which is basically digital art that you cannot reproduce. And so you own a unique piece or whatever. And people are spending God ungodly amounts of money for this shit. And I really, I don't get it either. The, uh, I did not see the final tote, the final score on it, but, uh, it's like taking a digital trading card app and taking it to like the upteenth degree. Yeah. Uh, to me, to me, it just doesn't, it, to me, it doesn't make any sense. The, the platinum went for a hundred thousand dollars. Unbelievable. Someone dropping six figures for something for a digital. Well, I think that was more about everything that came with it than the actual piece. I would imagine. Yeah. The platinum came with a once in a lifetime experience for two at WrestleMania 38 or 39. Why don't you give them both? If they're paying a hundred grand Christ Vince. Uh, VIP access and hotel accommodations, uh, video personalized video message from Undertaker, an original Paul Bear urn out of the WWE vault, which is pretty fucking cool, actually. Um, uh, from Rose, from Rose seats to WrestleMania. Yeah, personalized title belt, which will great. most likely be a two night event. And uh, personalized so from Rose seats to two events. Got sneeze, but it ain't coming out. A personalized title belt with engraved side plates. Hundred grand for yeah, Jesus. I mean, it's insane. But I mean, at least they get, at least they get a lot of. You you had that money to burn. At least you got a ton of cool shit with it. Yeah. WWE applies for a trademark for Hit Row, whatever that means. Who knows? Sure, it'll be a stupid gimmick. Dwayne The Rock Johnson announced on Instagram that filming for Black Adam has begun. Hopefully it's good. Did you watch the Snyder Cut? Yeah, thought it was great. I did too. I watched it all in one shot too, pal. So did I. Bang, bang, bang. Speaking of Snyder, a new trailer came out for uh, Army of the Dead, and I am excited for it. Man, it looks good. Uh, Some... Some mark goes. What? Also, Snyder's jumping on the uh, zombie bandwagon now. Uh, did you not realize he did a a remake of Dawn of the Dead? Dumbasses. Fucking marks, man. Uh, John. Yeah, all people are man. John Cena's wipeout is uh, pulling in about eight hundred and ninety thousand viewers for episode two, down from one point oh six million. I did. I watched some of it. I did not like it. It is heavily scripted, like all the jokes and shit between Cena and the, the other co-host. Did not like it. It was not good. It was not good. Did not like it. Uh, Joey Janela's spring break happened on the uh, the ninth of April and uh, had quite the interesting ending, didn't we, Matt? 
that was what the set the place Moxley showed up. Yep. Ricky Shane Page took on Nick Gage for the GCW Championship. Nick Gage is your new champion. And lo and behold, uh, Moxley hits uh, the ring and stares down Gage and and hits a uh, well left, and then Gage flipped him off. So then Moxley uh, turns around and puts uh, gives him a paradigm shift through light tubes. Um, Why the hell not? And uh, so we're we're getting a death match between Gage and Moxley. That's uh, all but uh, confirmed. Uh, if you've been watching, uh, I think NXT, if you watched NXT live on USA, Ric Flair is now doing Car Shield commercials. <laughs> oh, <you>? yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy is a good way to put it. Um, it put out, there was a tweet that came out before uh, WrestleMania. Uh, it was posted on PW Insider that, that uh, WWE was testing new technology for WrestleMania with drones, but I don't think they ever used them, did they? Yeah, some oh, of the they stuff did. over the audience, the stuff of the, like the Bianca's. Yeah, I remember seeing the shades. And the, yeah, sausage shades and stuff like that. Yeah. I do, I do remember seeing that. I don't remember it with The Fiend, though. I don't know. Anyways. Uh,. WWE announced that Vladimir, the superfan, has officially been named the first ever certified WWE superfan. Uh, I think they're doing a documentary on him too. A lot of yeah. people, uh, a lot of people have great things to say about him, especially Mike Johnson. Um, so it'd be kind of cool to see a documentary on on something like that coming soon. Uh, after WrestleMania went off the air on night one, uh, as I mentioned, Montez Ford hit the ring carried her around on his shoulders and uh, then he left and uh, Bianca continued to celebrate and uh, then went to her parents and other family members at ringside and shaking and crying and stood on the barricade to hold up the title belt for heading to the back. And then let's see here. Moving along. Moving along. After night two went off the air, Roman stood on the ropes, uh, taking in the victory, and uh, that was it. Not not special there at the end of night two. Off camera. Um, May 14th was originally supposed to be Money in the Bank. That is now pushed back to uh, June 20th for... Uh, WrestleMania backlash to occur. WWE puts on trademarks for No Mercy and Commander Aziz. We all know what Commander Aziz is by now. <laughs> and Eric Bischoff trademarks totally totally fungible. He's jumping on that NFT bandwagon. Uh, this Sunday, August or April eighteenth, A uh, and E will uh, kick off a series of biography documentaries. And the first one will uh, include Stone Cold Steve Austin. So uh, that'll be a, a, a fun one to, to, to check out here this Sunday. Odd. Who? Odd. Uh, 
not even main event superstars got uh, got freebies at WrestleMania. Randy Orton talked about how he was charged twenty thousand dollars for his wife and kids. Oh, maybe yeah. WWE shouldn't charge their fans that much, Randy. That too. Maybe if they were more fair prices, you wouldn't have felt the pinch that much. Uh, Mike Johnson, PW Insider, mentioned what producers worked what matches at WrestleMania. Drew and Lashley was produced by Noble and Jason Jordan. Uh, Sasha and Bianca was by was uh, done by Tyson Kidd. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest against Miz and Morrison was done by Adam Pierce. Strowman and Shane by Michael P.S. Hayes. Uh, tag team turmoil was Pat Buck and TJ or Tyson. Shane Helms produced the Cesaro Rollins match. Uh, Chris Park. That'd be uh, Joseph Park, right? You know, Abyss. Abyss. He did the New New Day against AJ and almost. Uh, Night two, Orton and and Wyatt was Jamie Noble, though uh, not his fault. We we all know whose fault that is, right? Shut up! Triple Threat was produced by Hayes. Oscar Rhea by by uh, by Tyson Kidd. Uh, the tag team title match by Kidd and Buck. Apollo Big E by Jason Jordan. Uh, Riddle and Sheamus by Chris Park. And Owens and Sami Zayn by Adam Pearce. It's pretty cool to see who did what on that. Uh, sad news. Uh, condolences and thoughts with Shotzi Blackheart as she uh, lost her father uh, last uh, a few days ago. Uh, actually on the 11th of April there. Uh, as I just mentioned, Netflix uh, officially released the first trailer for Army of the Dead, so go check that out on their on their YouTube channel. I am excited for that. Uh, it looks like there's going to be some prequel uh, series, animated series as well, and um, kind of explaining the uh, what how the outbreak got to where it was. And very interesting. Uh, the outbreak is contained completely in Las Vegas. Na- Zack Snyder kind of. Uh, um, he kind of uh, explained that saying that they were able to contain it in Vegas, which is why the, you see in the trailer, you know, the rest of the world is still kind of continuing on. It's not uh, all, all around the entire country. So uh, impact on access TV set for tonight, Thursday night, uh, jazz retirement ceremony is uh, set to, uh, to happen there. Um, I don't know what else is going to go on. That's all I got there. Uh Oh, interesting. I did not know this. Uh, as I move, I'm going to be moving at the beginning of May, and I'm going to switch to YouTube TV, which does not have access. I just uh, learned that uh, the Plex application has come to terms with Access TV and will carry the network's live stream. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. So that's awesome. So now I got a way to... I wonder if I can do it watch it on demand if I don't watch it live. I'll have to figure that out once I whenever I move. So um and also I, I talked earlier that Impact Wrestling is no longer gonna be on fight. Impact Plus is no longer gonna be on fight. And uh we and learned that Triller, whatever they are, Triller acquires uh Fight Network. They uh have purchased the uh the Fight TV, so I don't know if that had anything to do with it or not, but but it is under new ownership.
Moving along. Um, apparently, Eva Lee says she's been released from AEW. Uh, she says on Twitter, history repeats itself. I speak up about mistreatment and get let go. That's life. Whatever. Whatever. She's been a problem wherever she goes. At some point, you just have to realize that she's the problem. And finally, to wrap up the night, uh, Steve Austin returning the favor to Chris Jericho, and he uh, is the uh, guest on the latest Talk is Jericho that debuted today, uh, April 14th. So that's going to do it for this edition of Lost of the Midcard. Thank you to SpiderDuck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes, Spotify, and any of your favorite podcasting apps. All you got to do is search for Lost of the Midcard, hit that subscribe button. That way you know every time a new episode comes your way, typically on Thursdays. And you can also subscribe to the video version of the podcast on YouTube. So uh, go over there, give us a subscribe, give us a thumbs up, uh, give us a little comment on there, help us out on the YouTube and the links to all that are on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash lost in the midcard or on YouTube or on Twitter. I mean, at LITMC podcast, Matt is on the Twitter at raw F showtime. I'm on the Twitter at JB Huskers. And before we ride off into that sunset, Matt, what are your final thoughts? Oh, wrestling on five days a week. will take a little bit to get used to, but I definitely think it's for the best for both AW and NXT and, uh, and impact. To continuing to watch it going forward and impact. Well, I mean, impact was on its own night already. So it doesn't really matter what, what's good for impact. It's already getting better for them. Um, yeah. WrestleMania overall was good. I, I enjoyed it, but Jesus Christ raw sucked ass. Uh, hopefully SmackDown, Hopefully Vince has gotten his hooks off of SmackDown now that WrestleMania is gone. And that's it, mine. That's my hope as well. Yeah, and it returns to being a good show, and hopefully we get something good for us on Friday. Um, but for Matt Black, this is Jeremy Bennett. Thank you for tuning in to Lost the Midcard. We'll be back at you next week.